We begin with a simple meditation, allowing your body to relax and enjoy the conversation which is to come. Sit comfortably and when you are able to, close your eyes. Place your attention on your breath as you inhale and exhale through your nose. With each inhale, drive your breath into your belly, allowing it to expand. And as you exhale, allow the breath to exit with a gentle sigh. One more deep breath in, into your belly. And a gentle exhale as you sigh. And again, a deep inhale into your belly, allowing for a full exhale as you sigh. As you bring your breath to a regular calm pace, inhaling and exhaling through your nose, allow for a wave of relaxation to wash over your body. Finding any areas that may be holding tension. Begin scanning at the top of your head, noticing your brow, your jaw, and releasing any tension. Scan your neck, your shoulders, lifting your shoulders up to your ears and allowing them to drop. And again, lifting the shoulders up to the ears and allowing them to drop. Feeling the weight of the world rolling off. As you continue to relax, allow your chest and your upper back to release as you become aware of the beating of your heart in your chest. You may gently place your fingertips on your sternum, feeling the beating of your heart. Chin to chest in gratitude. As you continue to relax, let any tension go from your belly and you may place one hand on your heart and one on your belly, connecting the vibration of these two centers through your hands. Release even further, feeling the weight of your body on your seat as you place your hands on your lap. Allow for this wave of relaxation to wash over your legs, puddling at your feet with any traces of tension disappearing into the ground. Continue to inhale and exhale through your nose, allowing yourself to relax even further Breathe for another three rounds of breath. And when you're ready, you may open your eyes. Hello, and welcome to the Live Journal Podcast. I'm your host, Paola Atlason, holistic nutritionist and wellness coach. 
During the show, I will be in conversation with renowned wellness experts in service to their community. We'll be sharing personal stories, tips and tricks, and the self-care rituals which keep them grounded. Let's begin. Hello, my friends, and welcome to our chat today. If you're tuning in live on Friday the 14th, um, I have a couple of announcements. On Monday, we kick off the seven-day ideal plate challenge. It is a free one week of coaching that I offer you so that you see what that feels like if you are looking to reset your body after the holidays, if you are not feeling that great and want to feel better, if you need some tips and tricks and in, in how to um, have fulfilling, beautiful meals um, every day that are delicious and supportive of your health, it's a great opportunity. We're going to kick off on Monday with a call at noon Eastern time. If you sign up to my newsletter today um, and join the Paula Gang free um, space of the community, you will receive the information by end of day today with a Zoom link for the call, PDF guidelines, and we kick off on Monday. So sign up. You won't receive anything when you sign up. You will receive everything at the end of the day today. However, if you have, if you're listening to this during my podcast, which airs a week later, so it would be the Sunday of, um, not this week, next week. I don't know the date. This would have already passed. It would be at the in the last uh, days of the challenge, but I still have coaching availability um, for January 26th. So if you're ready to jump into coaching, if you know that you need support and help and guidance, I have two spots open in that group and then I will announce what's happening for February. But there's no better time than the present moment. If you know that you want to take action regarding your health and well-being, let's do it. Um, Now for today's talk, I have a very special guest and she is somebody that has helped me immensely in trying to figure out things about my physical body. And I can't stress the fact um, enough that we need hands on our bodies. There's so much you can do on your own. There's a lot of um, reclaiming you can do regarding your wellness, but when we need support and we need help, it's great to find people that we connect with and they can support support us and explain to us what's happening. So I have Liz Smith, who's going to join us now. And feel free to ask any questions as we go. We have a couple of questions already that have been submitted. But we're just going to have a fun chat um, and spend some time together getting to know Liz. Let's see. She's coming now. (gasps) Hello. Hi. How are you? I'm good. Can you hear me well? I can hear you. Can you hear me okay? I can hear you. You're You're in your little cozy space. Yes, I'm here. I had, um, yeah, I've been seeing patients all morning and I have someone at two o'clock. So, but I'm so happy to take this little break and talk to you. I'm so happy that we're finally doing this because I know we've been trying for a while and it's so crazy how sometimes there's like not much going on, but then all of a sudden everything starts going on. I feel like for you and I, for you to help me, um, with physical therapy or we're going to, I want to, define what you do you can define it in your work on words because i call it magic oh. and magic that you <laughs> do um it took us a while it's like let's do this yeah. thing. no covid that no something's I happening know. i'm I happy know. getting to talk so i want to 
open it up for you. I want you to tell our friends who you are and what you do and why, how you ended up doing what you're doing, how you take care of yourself. Like we're getting to know each other. Let's just check. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I am a physical therapist first and foremost. Um, it was something I studied in undergraduate and graduate school many years ago. Um, I volunteered in a high school, in a, in a hospital when I was in high school, um, even longer ago. And, um, and yeah, I've been practicing ever since, um, I graduated from, from, with my master's, um, in physical therapy in 1994. So it's been a long time, um, actually 1993. And then I moved to New York city in 1994. Um, I, as a child was a dancer, um, danced uh, mainly classical ballet and got to the point where my teachers and director of the school I was at wanted me to come to New York and, you know, study in the, in the summers and things like that. And it just got a little too intense for me. And I was at, at that point, I was, you know, a freshman in high school. Um, I was performing with the corps de ballet at, um, in a small company um, in Connecticut. And I was close enough to the professional dancers to see what their lives were like. And I felt, um, even at that age, like when I was a, you know, an early teen, um, I just felt like I wanted something healthier than that. I mean, you know, being a dancer, professional dancer is such an amazing um, career and path. But for me, I don't, it's not always, or at least back then, it was definitely not the healthiest um, of professions. Um, unusually, you would think, you know, it would be, but um, there's just an enormous toll on the body and they didn't eat so well and they, you know, smoked a lot and things like that. So at that age, I sort of looked at this lifestyle and I thought, no, this is not for me. Um, but I definitely had that um, awareness and knowledge of the body and movement from an early age. So I wanted to continue with that in my life and in my work, um, in my future career. So um, I happened to have gone to physical therapy with a friend who had an injury. And so I saw what that, that world was like, and it intrigued me. So that's sort of, then I volunteered at a hospital. And then, yeah, I, I wound up getting my master's in health sciences. Um, I'm sorry, my bachelor's in health sciences, and then going on to get my master's in PT. So, um, so that's how, that's kind of the origin. Um, so what I do now, um, so for many years, I worked in hospital settings, I worked in clinics within hospitals. Um, and generally in those settings, you see as a physical therapist, you see several patients at a time. And it's a, usually a big gym setting. And you know, there are many different age groups there and people doing many different things. Um, maybe they're rehabbing an ankle injury. Maybe they're, um, you know, getting over a hip replacement or spine surgery. You know, there's all different things going on um, in one room, which is such an amazing, amazing environment in some ways, because you get like old and young interacting and, you know, people are cheering each other on and stuff like that. Um, but so I've always done that. Um, but what I've, I've also done for many years is work one-on-one -on -one with people um, and in a more private setting. Um, and that's always been what 
I love because I love connecting with people and I love hands-on work. Um, and to your point, uh, when we opened up, there's such a need for um, hands-on work. It's just, there's nothing like it. And I think as time, you know, as especially the world we're living in and, you know, we just need more, we need more touch therapies. So uh, when I take, I took a few years off when I was having my kids and they were super young. And um, when I was envisioning what I wanted to go back to and in, in the field of physical therapy, I decided what my ideal would be, it would be to have a small office somewhere and see patients one-on-one -on -one, um, and really be able to connect with them, um, you know, physically and emotionally and all of that. So uh, so I love it. I mean, a lot of physical therapists don't want to be with a patient, one patient for Are that you? long. Yeah. Um, some people really don't want to connect. They want to dole out exercises and do a quick stretch and move on to the next person. Um, you know, it's different, different strokes for different folks, but, um, I love connecting with people and I love, you know, sort of seeing what makes people tick and how I can help them. And, um, so, I yeah, mean, so it's that's, so interesting that you say that because it's, I mean, there's a, a whole side conversation I've been having with my husband and some friends regarding um, when we, the work we do, when we do it, um, it usually begins from a place of wanting to help or support. And that could mean being an accountant, that could be a physical therapist, that could be a nutrition coach, that could be, um, a delivery person, whatever your your purpose is, yeah. it usually starts, or hopefully it starts from a place of purpose. But there's a point in the growth or the development of that, that sometimes people kind of lose that part of it where you started with the intention. Of, I mean, some people don't, some people just want to do something as a job, but it is such right. a difference when the person offering their service, offering their time is connected to really wanting to do it well and really wanting to help whatever, again, that could be a, a tree trimmer, whatever, whatever it is that you're doing. Yeah. And for me, I, I've gotten to a point in my life that I, I don't expect, or I don't accept less than that in any person that I seek help from because I want to know what's going on. I want somebody to explain to me what's happening, especially when it comes to my body. Right. I yeah. want um, to be able to ask questions and have a conversation. So part of what I've loved about working with you is that we've spent a lot of time together. Like one session, yeah. it's not like in and out, what did you do? Oh, don't worry about it. Just do this at home. It's like, no, we're, we're going there and we're yeah. going to, like, I mean, it's, and that's, that's when the magic happens, right? Yeah, 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 for sure. I mean, I, something that bothers me so much is, uh, and to your point, is like, is wasted time. Um, and I remember going to physical therapy right after I had, I think it was after I had my first, maybe it was my second, and I was like, you know, I had had two kids back to back right before I turned 40 and my body was really, I was not well. Um, just, I was just very loose and, you know, I just really needed to get everything tightened back up. And 
Tracy Anderson helped me do that, um, <laughs> which is where we met eventually. Or, or, yeah. Um, so, oops, sorry, my point was going to be that I remember going to physical therapy and I, I just remember leaving my two little kids to go to this hour long appointment and taking a little time to get there and time getting home and, you know, having maybe to pump before I went and time it all right and all of that. And I just, I remember being shuffled around, not really listened to very little hands on, if any. Um, and I just remember feeling like, oh, what a waste of time. And I don't, I have a mom now. I can't, I don't have, I don't have this time to waste. You know, I have, I want to be with my kids. I want to take care of myself. But when I take the time to care about myself, I want it to really matter. And I want that person to be invested in this <clears throat> as much as I am. So I just remember feeling that like, I, I think I left and I was in tears because I was, that was off. And I'm sure I was, you know, emotional in general anyway, but um, I just remember feeling like, oh, that was such a waste of time. I'm not doing that again. And I just remember saying like, all right, I'm just gonna have to treat myself and do all the things I know I'm supposed to do and, <clears throat> you know, try to seek out more hands-on work in different avenues. But I, I didn't find anybody that really did it at that time. Um, but I, you know, I worked through it. But my point is, yeah, I, I don't ever work with someone. It's not an in and out situation. Um, I really spend, I really spend time listening to the person and, and, and really honestly feeling my way around sometimes. Sometimes it's like, yes, I'm going to do movement tests and I'm going to watch you move and I'm going to maybe test your strength and look at the length of, you know, your tendons, your tissues, your fascia. But a lot of times it's just, all right, let's, let's lie down. Let's, let me just get to work and see what I feel. And sometimes my treatment is based on, you know, what, obviously what you're telling me, but also just what my hands are feeling and what the session, you know, however the session goes. Um, but yeah, I just, I, I really value, especially mothers um, and working mothers. Uh, you know, if someone comes to me and takes the time to come into my office, I am, I will make sure it's worth it because I know that feeling. It's just, it's not okay to go, you know. And that is so feel beautiful. I feel like the, <clears throat> at least culturally here, um, the expectations we have of, of mothers and new mothers, mm -hmm. all right, back to it, you know, toughen up. And now you just have some more stuff to do, but because women are such great multitaskers, you're yeah. just going and and we don't honor i don't think we honor motherhood in general but especially the the fragility that a new mother carries even if oh my had, gosh. whenever you become a new mom again yeah i mean your body your your endocrine system your your muscles your tendons your brain everything has gone through everything right so and then, much yeah Exactly. And, and I feel like when the woman is pregnant, there's maybe a little bit more sensitivity because you're carrying the child and it's, it's visible. A hundred percent. Yeah. And as that kid comes out, it's like, yeah. Bye. Yeah. I know. I remember that feeling too. And my, my youngest is turning 13 tomorrow. So this is, it's a while ago, but I remember those feelings. I remember being pregnant and gorgeous and everyone looking at me and opening the door and helping and all of that. And then the minute you have the baby, it's like, it's like, ah, oh, the baby. And like the mom is really not valued. Like she should be. 
Um, yeah. And I remember having a baby nurse and I remember the baby nurse had all sorts of demands. And I remember like going to get, you know, her fruit that she wanted in the morning and the fish that she wanted for dinner. I mean, this was with my first, my second, I said, forget it. I'm not doing that. Forget the baby nurse. I'll deal with it. I'll, first, I'll do it all. The, the yeah. thing with the first baby are just oh like, God. my daughter just turned 10 yesterday. And by the way, I, I know she feels like I didn't, so I have to make up for that. But she turned 10, so it's a big birthday, right? Yeah. Telling her her the birth story, and I hadn't recounted that for a while, so I was telling her in detail, you know, the night before, and then this, and the whole day, and, and all that jazz, and remembering also that, that feeling of, okay, this, the baby's out, and now you know in the hospital they were really nice the nurses were really nice but the second i got home like my husband went to work i was like yes. what if i didn't have <laughs> i guess yeah. I, it's about myself my i don't have family here and you know the mother motherly instinct kicks in right but there's oh there's really no but compassion what's the toll yeah yeah my sister what's the came toll it takes on us exactly and you know my sister came to visit me and she was the first person she didn't have kids but she understood she's like i'm not here to hold the baby i'm here to help you so she got me grow she would make the bed she clean out a closet she would you know and and it was i was like my my little sister helped me understand wow this is what everybody thinks oh i need help with the baby and it's like no, we need help with the mom. Like the mom yeah. is that the mom needs to be changed. You know, here's your yeah. fresh clothes. You want to go take a shower. Right, exactly. I know. And then talk That's about the truth. I mean, Liz, you, we've talked about this before. There's no really, there's no real formal advice or recommendation for new mothers to go get physical therapy. Right. I know. It's, I feel like it's getting better. But it all depends on the um, the OB and you know, um, but for sure there's no there's it's it I think widely it's still like okay six week checkup, how do you feel? You look good. Okay, you know go ahead back. But there's really very little um, real solid advice on how to help yourself like knit back together and how to protect your joints after you've had the baby and. Um, you know, things are still pretty, pretty loose. Uh, it's not as so easy as just like get, get back in class or go for a run or, you know, even yoga. I remember going back to yoga and just feeling like everything was just too loose anyway. Like, what was I doing? You know? Um, and yeah, again, I, I, I think that that's changing for the better, but I think it's too slow and it should be a more, yeah, standardized. A requirement it should be like okay six week checkup now it's time to start getting let go to somebody go to somebody you know to check check your diastasis yeah for like yeah. my 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 daughter was c-section and it was a very different recovery story than my son so when my when i had my daughter um my lower body and and my um the parts that usually hurt when you give natural birth to a child, which it doesn't yeah. only vagina, everything yeah. 
everywhere it hurts. So there was no no pain there, but yeah. I had surgery, right? And I, I yeah. and my stomach muscles were so weak that I remember months later trying to do a, a sit up, and it just like it just did not happen. Like there was no connection. Yeah. And then yeah. slowly back, I didn't do any physical therapy or anything. But when my son who was V-back, so I did vaginal wow. delivery. Wow. Um, and he was a 10-pounder. Oh, and my gosh. Everything hurt. I, I hand on heart say recovering from natural birth, for me, was harder, more painful, sadder in every way than the C-section because he just broke me apart. And to this day, yeah. when I are doing is I'm sure it's because when when my bones came together, something stayed locked in a way. Right, right, right. Yeah. yeah, and everything is like you said. Everything's just sort of opened wide open, and then, and then it's like it's a process to get it all back. Um, and I think a lot of people focus more on the the physical, the visual, you know, the aesthetics of what getting back is all about, and just like, you know getting the weight off and all of that, but there's so much more, there's so much more going on deeper, you know, in your tendons and your ligaments and um, just all, you know, your muscle tissue and getting that back to this right length and tension. And um, that's all super important for you to be able to, to function, you know, not just uh, to go back and exercise, but also just to be, the, you know, as physical as you need to be as a mom. So Mm -hmm. you know moms are real superheroes for sure so what is something you would advise um to new moms like when you know for me i remember clearly my daughter again she was c-section and you know how in the beginning the the crib is a little higher but then you kind of lower it when they get a little yeah older. yeah remember trying to you know holding her you know rocking her to sleep and trying to go put her in the crib and oh, it was yeah dropped her because I had no core strength. I didn't know that. Right. I remember that too, now that you're saying it. Yeah. I remember having that same thing, like trying to lower them down into the crib and not, and you have no core strength and you have no back strength or glute strength. And yeah, I mean, I think ideally, if you're able, is to stay as strong as you can in the muscles you know, that you can still work when you're, when you're pregnant, like you're, you can still work your glutes and your, your spinal muscles, your extensors and um, keep your hip flexors stretched out and keep your legs really strong. And I think that there's, you know, so much you can do if you're, if you're healthy and, and allowed to. Um, so I, I don't think I did enough personally when I was pregnant, <laughs> I did not work out enough. Um, so it's amazing to see the women who are still at Tracy every day and, you know, working out or teaching like Laura and, um, you know, it's, it's really amazing. And I think it's a good, it's good. I mean, if you feel good and that's what, you know, is working, then whatever it is, keep doing it. Um, so my advice would be to, is always as a physical therapist, it's always like, you know, stay strong as much as you can throughout your pregnancy and throughout whatever it is, whatever life cycle you're going through. Um, but of course, after you have the child or, um, after you go through an injury or something, there's always that rebuilding, um, time and it's, 
you don't always have to do it with a physical therapist, but if you're having any sort of discomfort or you're feeling out of line, out of alignment um, or imbalanced in any way, um, physical therapists are really movement um, specialists. So that's what we pride ourselves on being able to look at movement, look at the way someone walks or the way someone bends or, you know, does an, an activity like lowering your child into the crib. Um, you know, that's what our, our eyes are trained to look at movement and then decide uh, what we need to look further at with maybe our hands, like uh, uh, feeling the tissue um, or testing the strength or doing a special test, which is like a maneuver or something to, to tease out what, where pain is coming from. And then it's to restore that in whatever way uh, we need to, which is like I said, with our hands, or with some uh, strengthening exercises, um, and and it's usually some sort of combination of that. But the advice is to really, if you can't do it on your own, if you're having pain or discomfort, or you're feeling sort of out of balance, um, and it's not so easy, just like go back to the gym, then definitely see a physical therapist um, to look at your movement and really see what you know, what, where the imbalances are and what you need to work on. Uh, and then, you know, people always say like, how much should I come to physical therapy? And it's such an interesting, it's such a funny question because it really depends on what your problem is. And it really depends on what type of person you are um, and what you need from the physical therapist. So it always used to be, you know, the standard, like everyone says, oh, my doctor gave me a prescription for three times a week. Um, I mean, I can't imagine anyone I know that has the time or the energy to go to physical therapy three days a week. It's a lot. I mean, unless you're an athlete or you had a surgery that you need to have a physical therapist do hands-on work with you that, you know, three days a week, which there are those cases for sure. Um, or if there's some sort of equipment or something like that, that you can't have access to. Um, but the therapist does obviously three days a week is, is great. Um, but for a lot of people, it's um, a matter of just having someone with a trained eye take a look at you, uh, recommend some exercises, some stretches, um, educate you as far as proper posture, proper body mechanics, and then use the physical therapist as, a, as someone that's going to, you know, you're going to check in with, and they're going to do that hands-on work you need, say, once a week or, you know, whatever, whatever it is that you're I mean nothing compares to um did I lose you your voice maybe your head headphones run out sometimes but I'll keep talking to you I feel like they're, they're... okay you're back okay <laughs> yeah can you hear me I can hear you <laughs> someone's calling me um I didn't put do not disturb on my phone like you told me no, it's okay. It happened. I like to, to tell people that listen or, or tune in. It's a it's in the middle of the day on a Friday, and I'm usually talking to working moms or people that are in the middle of their workday. So things happen. You may hear a vacuum in the background. You may hear a kid in the background. But exactly, all good. Um, I was I was saying that for me, working hands on with you. Um, nothing compares because you would do things to my body that I literally cannot do myself. So for example, right. when I always suggest, okay, maybe do the, this movement here and there or stretch like this after you work out. But 
you stretched my fascia. It's like, yeah. I stretched my own. And I remember one of the sessions we had where you, it's like, I feel, it's almost like you're, you're fine. Like you were saying, you're trying to find something with your hands and you're like finding, navigating. And then all of a sudden you find something. And there was one point where you stretched, you were stretching something in my back somewhere, but I was feeling it on my forehead. And it yeah. was like something was pulling all the way there. I can't do that on my own. And right. people understand the importance of just touch itself and the hormonal uh, benefits that being touched has. Even We don't even touch ourselves enough. We don't put lotion long enough to say, I, I, I got the benefit, you know, the endorphins and the oxytocin. Right. right. Yeah yourself but when somebody else I mean touch is magical and I you have helped me work out kinks that there's no way that I could do that on my own and there's no way that going to somebody that's going to stretch you for 10 minutes will work out right um, right yeah there are a lot of I mean it does feel good to be stretched I lost you again. Let's see if we get you. Okay. Come back. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, my son is asking for money because that's what kids do. That's what they go ask for money. <laughs> Put money on my card. Um, so I, yeah, I mean, fascia is like, it runs throughout the body. It's a very, very long path. Um, it weaves in and out of our tissues. Um, it surrounds every fiber of our muscle. And it is, it, it's, we're all, it's like, that's the quintessential, we're all connected. Um, and you really, it really does take a certain, you know, feel and a hand to, 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 to feel around and see how you're, how, what's going on in there. Sometimes you can see it, but a lot of times you need to feel it. Um, so it is definitely a really, really amazing feeling when you, when you someone's hands are here and you're feeling it in somewhere, you know, really it also helps you connect with your body and, and really get that sense of, okay, you know, the position I'm in, in one area will really affect um, my whole body in other areas. So. Um, that you being having a dance background, which by the way, Jen and I were wondering, is she a, was she a dancer? It's like I think she was a dancer because you have yeah, the the I dance ability and you love dance. Yeah, I do love dance. Yeah. Do you think that having that experience and that connection with you? I mean, there's no better, more beautiful connection than what a dancer has with their body. You know exactly where you are in space, but do you think that helps in in now the what do you yeah, do? I think so. I think it, it always informs like how I'm looking at someone and how, you know, things are connected and the way you lift one area can um, help another area. And it just, I mean, posture is everything. And that's really such a basis of, of all dance. So um, I feel like it's just always been part of my, um, you know how I look at the body and how I look at my own body and things like that so for sure I think that dance and just the connections how moving one area um, you know can affect the whole body I, mm -hmm. that's why I don't you know that's the other thing in traditional physical therapy unfortunately 
just looks at one body part at a time. So oftentimes you'll go, let's say it's your shoulder, you know, and you'll get some touch on the shoulder, you get maybe some machines on the shoulder, you'll get an ice pack, you'll get some exercises, you know, whatever it is. Um, but maybe the neck was not looked at, maybe the elbow or the hand or the trunk, uh, you know. So, so that's also very important. You have a very holistic approach to physical therapy. And that's why I didn't even know if I should call you a physical therapist, because my experience of physical therapist has been very different. And you have this approach where you incorporate even, um, you know, Eastern and Western approach, medicinal, but also uh, non-traditional methods. And I had never been cupped and I'm glad that you popped my cupping cherry because (laughs) (laughs) that felt so good. Yeah, it's really a cool feeling. Um, Yeah, the cupping started, I was interested in it about, I don't know, maybe five years ago or so. And it just got, it became more and more sort of, you know, in the realm of things other than just when you go to acupuncture. So, um, and then I, and I signed up to take a course, a weekend course on it in September, in the September after the summer Olympics that Michael Phelps was, um, won all those gold medals and he had cupping marks all over. So it was a, it was good timing. Cause then, um, you know, it was really like a lot of, you know, it was really being talked about a lot during those Olympics and people were like, what's cupping? What is that? Oh, do you do that? You know, I want to try that. So, so it's cool. But, um, and there's so many different, there's different philosophies to a certain extent. I mean, cupping has been around forever. Like it's probably one of the earliest, you know, practices of, of medicine in a, in a certain sense, um, drawing out toxins, uh, bringing blood flow to an area, uh, and and it was always with some sort of a glass vessel and fire, and um, that's how it started. Uh, and you know, if you go to certain countries, you'll see cupping being done on the sidewalk. You know, some just a place that you can go sit and get cupping. Um, and it's usually it could be a jar, you know, on someone's back. Like it could be. It doesn't have to be these fancy, beautiful round cups, you know, that you see. Um, but it's anyway it's 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 fascinating and a lot of people have practiced cupping um not just in sort of eastern medicine but also in uh, a lot of countries in europe like i have friends or friends and colleagues who whose parents whose mom would cup them when they had you know a chest cold or something like that so it's definitely a good home remedy super simple um and when I took it, I learned a little bit more about how I could use it as a physical therapist and what it would mean to my practice. So what I call it sort of is like myofascial decompression. So the really cool thing about cupping is that it gives you that distraction of the tissue and that decompression versus my hands. And, you know, when I'm doing um, massage techniques or, you know, myofascial work, I'm doing a lot of um, you know, compression of the tissue or lengthening or sliding and gliding. But what the, what the, the cup can do is to really distract and, um, and create space between those tissues. Um, so I, you know, I really love doing, and I love doing the, the moving cups 
which really brings in a lot of new blood, which is great for healing and, and relaxation of muscle tissue. Uh, and just, yeah, blood flow. Basically, it's really just, it's blood flow. We all need like new blood to just come into different areas and, 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 you know, take out inflammatory cells or in the case of Michael Phelps or athletes, it's taking out that um, lactic acid and muscle tissue. So it helps recovery. Um, and it just helps to like free up tissues and, and bring new blood. So I love that. I loved it. And for me, it was, I felt like it felt like as if somebody was pulling my skin off of my muscle, like you're describing. And yeah. it was weird, but it was so good. And now it's a feeling that I crave. Like now when yeah. I'm thinking, um, I what I, what we were looking for is I I for years I've had this knot like around my shoulder blade, and you took it away. And it was I remember this is the difference in sensation from the the two sides of the cup. And then I had more bruising on the side where, yeah. the thing, you know, we don't pay attention to, I mean, what's your, how do you, how do you um, describe, how, what do you notice in how we look at our bodies? You know, like we are not looking at the body for all of its components, for all of its moving parts, for all, you know, circulation, nervous system, lymphatic system, fascia, myofascia. Um, uh, muscle, skin, we just see body. Yeah. Oh, here's my body. And I don't like what I look like, uh, right. body, but we're really not paying close attention. <clears throat> yeah, to the I individual mean, parts. We're not breathing enough. We're not eating enough. We're not drinking enough water. But I feel that because there's no understanding of it. And I really wish they would talk to us about that in, 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 in you know, um, elementary school. Yeah, this is just, yeah, this is your body. <laughs> yeah. And also like, take care of your body. That's what I say to my kids. I mean, you know, I'm like the dorky old mom, physical therapist mom, but you know, when they're doing something crazy, you know, I say, take care of your body that you only have one, you only have one set of knees, you know, like that's it. You only get, you only get two knees. That's, you know, um, but yeah, I just think we, I, I think you're right. I think most people look at, look at their body and look at other people's bodies. And like you said, they just see a body and people are obsessed with the shape of the body. And I find fascinating how sh different shapes can come in and out. I find that just fascinating and bizarre that a shape of a body can be in or out right like fashionable or not i think it's fascinating because how can you know without with without lots of work of you know in various different form, shapes and forms you're you know you have a body and it's there for a reason and you have genetics and you have you know, various shapes, like you'll look at your shape and maybe it's like your mom's shape and maybe it's like your dad's shape. Um, you know, maybe it's shaped a certain way because you were a gymnast as a kid or, you know, there's just different reasons for these shapes. And I don't think it should be the reason for your shape should not be because you want to look like a certain person. Um, so that sort of is bizarre to me um, that this like hyperlordotic, you know, you know, swayed back. Um, 
look is somewhat fashionable in certain circles. It's just interesting to me. I don't know. Um, but I think, you know, from a physical therapy standpoint, um, don't make your body do something it doesn't want to do. You know, it's not meant to do. Um, and just keep, be aware and respectful of all, like you said, all the different parts of the body, the fascia, the, you know, the, the muscles, the skin, the, um, and it's, you know, our bodies are, we only, we only have this one body. That's why for me, it's like, I just want to take care of it and not in a, not in the, I'm going to go here to do this treatment. I'm going to go there to do that treatment. It's not about that. It's about just being aware of how my body feels every day. And even in the morning versus at night, what does it need? What am I feeling that day? Am I feeling like I need more outdoor activity or am I feeling like I need to dance, you know, jump around to music? Do I feel like I need something sweaty and, you know, machine oriented? You know, it's just being aware of, of what our bodies need and being respectful of that and not, and yeah, there's something great to, to be said for, I woke up, I didn't really feel like working out, but I did it anyway and now I feel better. That is a hundred percent, you know, being consistent and being disciplined is, is, is excellent, but there is a nuance to what we're doing to ourselves. And I just feel like it's, it's okay if you wake up and you had signed up for a class or if you had, you know, I don't know, you know, had a plan for something and then your body didn't really want to do that. Um, it's okay to switch gears, you know. 100%. And I think the, it, there's such a nuanced conversation there because it's, we tend to believe very strongly that our body is in service to us. And my belief is that we are in service to our body because we should be bowing down to this extremely sophisticated, expensive, non-replicable piece of equipment, right? Like you buy your kid a box yeah. of and it comes with a manual this thick just because we didn't come with a manual doesn't mean that it's because there's no manual to be made you know it's like right, yeah. right? but yeah and it's so complex that that's why we have to split it into parts because one person getting to understand the whole human body will take them a lifetime right so it's right. like there's a person the eye person the thyroid person but in going back to what you're saying i'm so happy you're saying that from even a professional standpoint because there's a difference between not feeling like doing something but your body feels fine you do have the energy but you're like oh i don't feel like doing it that means maybe i should go do it because i'm just kind of there's, there's a conversation happening in my head that i need to address right, right. something hurts when something is sore when something feels icky or sticky we need to listen to that we can't wait until there's a bang that stops you, which I've done right. times, but you have to learn your lesson. Yesterday I went to the gym. I didn't feel like it. I did it. I feel great today. My back, <laughs> I'm not going to the gym. I'm going to walk. I'm going to move, yeah. but I'm a different type of movement that supports what I'm doing. Because when the body gives you a signal, yeah. Well, how many times do we override pain? Oh, it's yeah. just because I'm older or it's because, you know, this I've always had this 
No, 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 no. You pay attention. And if, like you were saying in the beginning, if it's not something you can do on your own, because it's the little things that count, what you do every day, right? How am I eating? How am I moving? Am I drinking water? Am I sleeping well? If those yeah. boxes are ticked, I need to go see Liz because things are not moving and I need hands on my body. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And to your point, physical therapy doesn't have to be you know, it doesn't have to be two or three days a week for six to eight weeks. It just, sometimes you just need a professional that you can go in, you know, you could, like you said, you can tick all your boxes, drink your water, take your supplements, do your daily movement, stretch, maybe your foam roller, you know, use some, you know, topical things. And then it's like, okay, I've done all those things. I've taken a few days off. Um, you know, I need to see someone or just schedule it intermittently just for that once a month sort of tune-up you know we need we need tune-ups like you said we're in service to our bodies our bodies are really complicated they need attention you can't just go through life expecting your body to perform in the same way it performed every day you know that you've been alive it doesn't work like that and some people are so upset and resistant to the fact that our bodies are aging every day, <laughs> every day from the moment we're born. It just is what it is. And, you know, things, some things like bone are built and built and built and built until we're 25. And then they just start to decay, you know, and to, to, to degenerate. And that's, you know, we can do other things to counteract that, but we have to just be respectful that our bodies do so many amazing things um and yeah if you study it the way that you have and that i have you really do form a great deal of respect um for that and just you know you can't abuse your body for years and years and and then get upset that you have an injury you know it just it just it happens and sometimes you can do all the right things and you can get an injury um but the point the the the, the goal is to not get injured and the way you do that is like you said is to you know, honor yourself, your body, your respect, your body, <clears throat> how it works and do all the things, you know, the, the little things that help that all build, you know, that come together to help in major ways. I think respect is definitely part of the title of this conversation because that's the main thing we're lacking for the body and we get pissed off at it. <sighs> yeah. And that doesn't help. No, I, I used to be able to do this and now I can't. And right. there's a, aging very gracefully you know and, yeah. and the the fact that things are not growing anymore doesn't mean they have to break down immediately right like we can have a good long run with a very healthy body yeah if we just eat well if we sleep if we breathe if we drink water and these are all the things that i find myself teaching people on a daily basis because yeah. nobody taught us from the beginning right right i know and, we didn't get taught we we just sort of grew up and it was like, oh, box cereal, that's, you know, easy, you know, it, it doesn't, I mean, you get it, you can get away with eating, eating stuff like that for a long time, but it eventually is not going to feel very good, right? You can get away with doing a lot of stuff until we're 25 and probably because we're in growth mode and human growth. Right, right. Oh, and regenerative state. Regenerative, yeah, your regeneration is faster yeah. than your yeah degeneration but that's usually after that when things start being like wait a minute like right. i remember younger and if i if my my pants were tight i just skipped dinner a couple of nights and yeah. then that 
effect. And now it's like to lose a pound of unhealthy weight takes a lot of effort because yeah. it's more, more complex. But I want to be mindful of your time. I know you have somebody coming up at two. So I want to give you space to share if anybody wanted to come see you in New York City or what services you offer, how can they find you? Um, well, I have a website, uh, which if, if you can get on my Instagram, um, but it's Liz with two Z's, V, like Victor, uh, Smith PT. Uh, so LizVSmithPT.com. Um, and yeah, follow me on Instagram. And I'm not, you know, I really need to be better about posting more about what I do on Instagram. But um, it's a mix of like, my family, my, my work, you know, um, but they can find me through that. You can DM me or email me through my website. Um, yeah, and I have a nice little office here on in the Flatiron area. Um, and I'm here a few days a week. And yeah, come see me. And if you forget your shorts, you have really nice shorts. I do. I know everyone loves these shorts. I have really cute little cotton shorts because people come in with their, you know, fancy leggings. And really, I just want you in as little as possible so I can get my hands on your skin and, yeah, get into your psoas and all that. So, yeah. So you don't even have to bring anything. Just wear my shorts. have a whole other conversation just talking about these very important body parts that we don't know exist oh you know, yes yeah a whole chapter on the fascia a whole chapter on the psoas mm -hmm. a whole chapter on the lymphatic system you name yes, it yes i know you know these are the types of discussions we should be having when we're yeah. talking about just diets what diet are you Ugh. right but it's like it's all you know not one person can either fix, you know, the issue or help you stay healthy. It's like, you have to work on in many different ways, right? It's the nutrition, it's the, the movement. Um, it's maybe, uh, you know, the vasovagal stuff. It's, you know, the fascia, it's all of that. It's like, all, you know, there are many different and it's the mental too, right? So it's like, I think in the end, it's, it's mainly about you having the position of, okay, I know all my body parts or I have an idea of it. You know, there's my mental aspect, there's my physical, part of my physical is circulation, lymphatic, muscle, this, there's the digestion. So when something feels off to you, you know where to go. But right. if you're that some people have just no idea what's happening, they just, like a lot of the times, 99% of the time when I work with people, they either have no idea why they're feeling the way they're feeling or they think it's something else. Right, that's true. I'll start unpacking it and I wanna teach you, I wanna empower you so that you know six months from now, a year from now, what is going on with you if something hurts, if something is uncomfortable. So it's almost like you have to take ownership and you have to say, okay, I own this. Yeah, this is my body, yeah. And I will know when I can take care of it myself and I will know who to go to. And then you have a village, right? It takes, it takes right. a village. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And you, then you can decide like, am I gonna go see my chiropractor today? You know, I have, I have a chiropractor, I have a physical therapist, I have an acupuncturist, I have, uh, you know, a therapist. So 
you need to know what's going on. Um, like you said, you need to be aware of all those different things so that you can um, go to the right person at the right time, for sure. But it's good, to, you know, have all those tools in your in your tool belt. Um, so I'm keep happy. yourself going. Yeah, and I'm so happy that now we are partnered in our village. <laughs> I know. I'm so happy I'm part of a gang now, too. I have to come see you because the lower back is, is asking for help again. So I'm going to yeah come see me next week on your schedule. So you do okay. your math. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. This is so nice to, to talk and yeah, talk it through. There's like, I guess we could just keep going and going, but yeah. Oh, My last yeah. piece of advice for everyone is just to keep moving. Cause I've worked with many, many people over the years. I've worked with many, you know, elderly patients. I have, people in their 80s, 90s over the years. Um, and I always ask the ones that move well, you know, that just kind of, they kind of come in and they have a, an ease to their movement. And I always ask what they've done over the years. And inevitably, it's, uh, it's a daily movement program. And it doesn't really even matter what it is. It's just whatever it is feels good to them. Um, and they do it every day. So that's my advice for everybody. Love it. Move it or lose it. It's so true. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much. And I'll thank see you. you. This is definitely part one of a okay. series. We could yeah. have. Then let's get, let's talk about the body. This was like introducing you. Right. And we can talk about specifics and. and that would be great. And if people have specific questions or something. Yes. Let us know. Absolutely. Well, have a great Friday. And thank I'll see you. You too. Okay. Happy birthday to your daughter. Thank you. I'll tell her. Thank you for listening. For nutrition, coaching, wellness offerings, and upcoming events, please visit my website, paolaatlason.live. And for daily musings and simple advice, you can find me on Instagram at paolaatlasonwellness. Sending love.